Welcome back to One Conversation, the podcast where we believe one conversation can change a life. The holidays are fast approaching. <clears throat> this year, family and friends may be able to sit down for holiday dinner for the first time since the pandemic started. Although gathering together may be exciting for most, we know that a lot of individuals might be feeling a little overwhelmed. Absolutely. And let's call it table anxiety. Um, I feel like this conversational anxiety may be a huge hang up for a lot of people who are, you know, thinking and preparing ahead for their holiday get togethers, whether that be Thanksgiving or even Christmas mm -hmm. coming up. So the topics or conversations that can trigger anxiety or arguments at the table can look really different depending on who you are, your family dynamic. But regardless of what these tricky conversations may be, we wanted to take some time today to share some tips for navigating these moments. Because these triggering or anxiety-filled moments can have such a big effect, right? Not only on those people included directly in the conversation, but the rest of the individuals at the table as well. So that's why we're hoping that sharing these tips today can help lessen some of that anxiety for the upcoming holiday season. So let's dive in. Tip number one is simply deciding if hosting or attending a holiday get together is good for your physical or emotional well-being. I cannot stress this one enough. And I actually had dinner with an old friend uh, yesterday and we were discussing how he was, yeah, feeling a lot of anxiety just getting together with his family. The relationships there um, have not been great over the years. And that was something we talked about, right? When he was kind of reiterating all of those kind of triggering moments, right? And that anxiety that was coming up, uh, you know, we had a deep conversation that he had the right to not attend if that was better for him. And we know that, you know, many families may love getting together uh, despite the occasional moment or hiccup, but we understand that there's a lot of individuals who may feel like my friend did, right? May feel like gathering together a family just isn't good for them due to perhaps toxicity, certain dynamics in their family, you know, especially COVID uh, still going on in the world, or even yeah. prior abuse or conflict that could have occurred, right? So if this is how you're feeling, just know that it is completely okay and absolutely your choice, right? So setting boundaries around the holidays, it may be difficult, it may feel kind of personal, it may feel a little bit awkward, but it's super important to maintain your well-being. So again, if not attending is really helping you maintain a healthy emotional, physical state, we encourage you to do that. And to add to that, uh, because I think it's important for our listeners to understand that you have the right to turn down an invitation. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't feel like it's something that you want to do or that it's just going to cause you more stress than actual, you know, enjoyment in that mm -hmm. moment, it's okay for you to say, like, you know, I'm not going to attend, you know, thank you for letting me know, but I'd rather just pass. Because I feel like sometimes we feel like we need to go to these gatherings um, because we want to, you know, we don't want to be the one that kind of, the snob, right? The one that's kind of, we don't want people to think that we don't want to do these family activities. Right. But sometimes just going and kind of being forced into it, you know, it, that, I feel like that causes more harm yeah. than good. Um, maybe at that dinner table, there might be a discussion that goes off because you're already kind of not feeling maybe it. Like so I just feel like if you don't want to do it, you know, just, you know, you can politely say no and you have the right to to not go to these family gatherings. And every family looks different. Yeah. So um, absolutely. And then so number two. Uh, prepare for the uncomfortable and start preparing to de-escalate. Um, it may be natural to tend to avoid tricky conversations, but if we know that there may be certain topics that come up around the table, there is empowerment in considering how you will respond to these topics ahead mm -hmm. of time. 
And that pre-planning may help lessen some anxiety if they're, the, if these issues are inedible or arise. Not only that, but it may help you come across calmer and more level-headed. Um, so I just feel like it's important to prepare what you're going to say because I feel like once you know what you're going to say before it happens, it makes you, I, for, at least for me, I feel like when I practice a script or when I practice something, it just makes me feel more comfortable yeah. when I'm having these awkward conversations, especially when they're really awkward where it's like, oh, I don't want to talk about yeah. that. I really but I really know what I'm going to say and I, re- I kind of think, I predict, like they may say this and I have this to say, so it just makes me feel a little bit better to have something in mind already and have something planned. And then... A simple tactic that could be used when you're talking about these top topics that you may not want to is, you know, just changing the, the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, change it to something that's in the present, in the moment. You can talk about the food. You can talk about something that just is completely different than the topic that you want to change. Or just, I feel like sometimes you can even start a new conversation with somebody else. Kind of be like, oh, what did you say? Or like, what are you guys talking about? Just kind of, you know, doing that sort of tactic. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe, you know, maybe that one conversational topic is kind of centered around one family member, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. such a great idea to not only prepare for that, because again, if we know this one certain family member or a few family members that might bring up certain things, really good to look ahead, right? To be able to kind of just embrace that that may happen um, and prepare Mm -hmm. yourself. But also, again, if this is really centered around one or a few people, maybe a good time to lean to somebody else to your left, right? That you haven't really been talking to. and just engage with them, right? Um, It seems simple, but hey, that's definitely really, really effective. And so I think that reframing could be a really effective uh, tool for our listeners to use, right? Especially in points of contention around things like politics, social issues, or just, you know, public opinions that might come up around the table. You know, this is a time we're gathering together. Again, we may not have seen our family in a while, so there may be a lot of different things that we are discussing, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And so... If you're able to simply bring it back to even, you know, agree to disagree, right? If we're not going to change that subject or reframe it, maybe it just comes down to that, right? Just, okay, you think that, I think this, that's it. Let's call it a day. Let's change the subject. Let's move on to something else. And so I love that tip. And our third tip for our listeners is that if a conversation regarding political differences or social issues continues, try to speak from personal experience don't oversimplify and really listen, right? So if you're really willing to engage in these conversations, um, just kind of keep those things in mind. And it's a really important reminder that a lot of those tricky topics, they're not black and white, uh, or it's not you're wrong and I'm right or vice versa. There's so many complexities and nuances with these topics. So if you go in with that mindset of, you know, these people are just wrong and I just don't believe what they believe or they're bad for thinking this way, I feel like your tone will really lead that conversation, right? And really kind of put this whole different vibe um, out into the room or into that conversation. And it's pretty likely to maybe get heated or kind of hit a brick wall if that's the, the route that you're gonna go, right? So if it's not harmful for you to do so, listening to these other opinions, it may really provide a deeper understanding or a feeling of connectedness that you may not have felt was possible with that person, that family member. And of course, you don't have to change your values or your opinions, just listening, right? And remembering that even though those opinions can be polar opposite, some people may want the same positive things for those around them, uh, but they just might believe in a completely different approach uh, and a way to get to that goal than you do, right? So I think that's a really big one to keep in mind as well. 
Yeah, I feel like just being open-minded, like you said, can really yeah. help because you're already coming in with like a, a different mindset. Mm-hmm. So moving on, and this can also be considered a de-escalation tactic. Um, so tip number four is to try and focus on the fun family traditions. Uh, so let's say something comes up that is triggering or a conversation starts that to sway in a negative direction. Maybe you see certain family members start becoming upset or withdrawn, or you yourself feel overwhelmed and like this topic needs to change for a good reason. This might be a good time to introduce an activity or a family, a family tradition. Um, if you have any, I don't have any specific family traditions in for Thanksgiving. I feel like I'm only there for the food most of the time. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so that's what, uh, but I mean, if you guys have anything that you do, you know, maybe start, you know, maybe just bring it up. Maybe we should start doing this. Even going around the table, right? And bringing up something yeah. we're grateful for, you know? Yeah, that's a good start. You know, just those icebreakers, I guess you would, mm-hmm. could call them, you know. Um, and so this can, you know, change the the conversation, kind of change the vibe a little bit if you just bring up different um, ones. Because I feel like we can kind of tell when the room is getting a little awkward. I feel like you kind of see the tension building. So once you feel that noticing, you know, just start, you know, just bring up an activity and you can start with the gratefulness or whatever tradition your family has. And, and I feel like that. For the most part, I feel like most people in that holiday spirit will, that I think will be okay with, you know, doing that, those sort of traditions. And not only can switching to a tradition de-escalate, but it can also bring the energy back to what it should be around the table, which is coming together in a positive way and and reminding the family and friends that the table connects you to others. And it's just, I mean, I feel like for me, food, like I said, you know, I love to eat. So I feel like the family table is more than just where we eat is where we talk, where we have like big family dinners. And I feel like just bringing it back to that, you know, just that root cause of having us together, especially with the pandemic now that we're able Mm -hmm. to gather a little bit more freely, um, just taking those things into consideration. And I think that can help deescalate. Absolutely. Yeah. And just bring it back to that connectedness, right? I don't think I don't know. I don't know everyone's family or every individual yeah. out yeah. there, but I feel like the usually the point of trying to gather our families together isn't to like mm-hmm. rip each other apart, right? It's usually because this is the yeah. time where you yeah. do and you you have that moment and you have the availability. We have the time off to be able to sit down and just connect with one another. And so, yeah, I think that's a really great thing to think about. Um, you know, there could be a lot of different family traditions out there that you that you do at the table, right? That you do with your family around the holidays. And yeah, that could be a really great reframing process, right? It's just going back to that. And let's just kind of remind each other why we're here in the first place. And so moving on, tip number five is shut down unhealthy conversations by reintroducing a new topic. And we've already kind of been talking about that, Um, you know, switching the subject or, you know, just doing something else to kind of deescalate what's going on. And we know that this could be a lot easier said than done, Um, especially if we have Mm -hmm. someone really strong-willed or, you know, just um, really adamant to kind of get something out there or discuss something. 
but sometimes especially if something is getting really heated it's it's pretty much a wise choice to say okay why don't we talk about this instead or you know maybe it's something important but it's really deep and just really heavy for that moment or for that table maybe you can even say to that person hey I don't mind talking about this with you but right now let's just keep it light you know we're having dinner why don't Mm -hmm. we chat about this Um, and especially if you kind of do what we talked about before right if you're planning in advance for certain topics that may come up you can also plan for the alternative conversations and kind of routes out of that topic right so especially if these uncomfortable topics are centered around you uh, because you know maybe you're being asked questions like uh, why are you still single or you know that job is really not taking you anywhere why are you still in that job Um, you know just some of those kind of family judgments right which I think a lot of the time are really well intentioned Mm -hmm. but don't always feel that way right for that person they're directed towards you know maybe you can bring up topics you would rather talk about uh you know like something along the lines of you know what i've been really proud of lately aside from work aside from all that you know i've been really proud of what i'm doing in school or you know i have a lot to consider but right now i'm really proud of myself because i've been focusing on my mental health and making that a priority for me and it's done a lot of great in my life and so just you know remembering that just because some others may have different ideas of what success looks like or what your priorities should be, you are able to celebrate the accomplishments and strides that you are taking in your life. Um, And it's, I think, just something really good for all of our listeners to keep in mind, even though, especially here in the States, right, we have a, a really big kind of mentality around your job and money and income being mm-hmm. successful. You should never devalue, you know, the relationships that you have and pour your all into. Maybe you do a lot for the people around you and you're a huge support for friends or family. Those things are successes, right? Just because that's not your job or that does not give you a title or a paycheck doesn't mean that those aren't really important things and really wonderful things in your life that you should be really proud of, you know? So ultimately, you know yourself best, right? So again, if we are thinking ahead, if we think these topics might come up for us or other friends or family at the table, really good idea to just kind of think about it um, and just have some other healthy topics or things that you would rather talk about instead kind of pre-planned in your mind right so you can kind of just divert that conversation into something a little more positive and constructive and i just want to put a gentle reminder out there too because i have talked about this uh with i think all of my girlfriends at some point or another um (laughs) i think you know especially for women there's a lot of topics right sometimes centered around that like oh like you're still single or you know oh my gosh you don't have any kids yet you know are you gonna have any kids your clock is running out what are you doing right and so there's a lot of things that are just you know seriously unhelpful for people right for a variety of reasons um especially talks about kids because you know maybe someone doesn't have kids yet because first off uh maybe they're running into fertility issues maybe they've been trying and have not been able to conceive right so you asking like why don't you have any kids yet or are you going to have kids can be really triggering for that person or maybe for a lot of different reasons someone just doesn't want to have children right maybe they're more focused on themselves they take a lot of pride in what they're doing other relationships and so that just is not something that they feel like they need in their life right and that's completely fine and not just the kids but you know if we start asking relationship questions um i think it's really important 
because we can start maybe poking into something that's a lot deeper, right? So maybe they're asking like, oh, what happened to that boyfriend that you had? Or what happened to that relationship? That guy was really nice. Why didn't you bring him? Why did you guys break up? You never know, right? Like why these relationships aren't happening or why someone did break up. And, you know, let's say that someone maybe is asking about what could have been a prior abusive relationship, right? Maybe this person did not bring that up and obviously did not disclose or discuss that abuse. But you saying like, oh, hey, what happened to that guy? He was so nice. Even though, again, I can understand it might be well-intended, that could be super triggering and really, really hurtful for someone, right? Who maybe, yeah, went through a lot in that relationship and a lot in that breakup. And so I think that's just really good to kind of keep in mind. And that's not just about those kind of, um, you know, women-centered subjects and topics that I just brought up, but just in general, you know, if you are kind of curious about someone and what they're doing, um, just kind of remember those things, right? We could be asking a question that underneath it all, regardless of our intention, could be really hurtful. And I think that's really important, right? Because again, that's not the point of gathering around that table that day is to hurt one another, mm-hmm. especially unintentionally. So just, you know, really think about that. And maybe as listeners too, maybe if you're super talkative and you want to really get to know and really connect with family and friends at the table, maybe you kind of pre-plan some questions that don't center around those things, right? Maybe you can ask something like, you know, what have you been proud of lately? Or, you know, what's um, exciting and new in your life? What's something that you'd like to share with us that maybe I haven't heard yet since last time we gathered, right? You can leave it really open-ended and kind of maybe avoid some of those situations. And so I think that's like a big tip um, that I've kind of taken away personally, right? And been thinking about um, Miguel, do you have any kind of like tips or reminders maybe for our listeners out there? A reminder or it could be a tip as well. It's just, you know, knowing that, you know, if you do go to these gatherings, you know, at any point in time, you can always say, oh, I'm going to go. You know, like you mm. can not have to stay for the whole gathering. You can always go for maybe the dinner part or you get a little bit late just to eat with the family and then leave or, you know, just whatever it makes you feel more comfortable. I think it's important to know that you don't have to attend the whole gathering. Cause I know that from, for me, at least our family gathers, I mean, they all cook in one house. So they're there really early. Mm-hmm. And then, so we're with each other practically the whole day. So, um, I mean, I'm, I, I feel like I'm okay with most of my family now that I'm okay with, you know, being there the whole time. But I mean, I feel, I feel like if I wasn't, I would probably end up just going to go eat and then, mingling a little bit and then just leaving so i just feel like it's important to know that you don't have to stay the whole time whatever you feel comfortable if it's an hour two hours set that time and place go eat and then you know you did your appearance and you can go back to whatever makes you especially if that's making you feel really uncomfortable if being around you know these loved ones makes you feel uncomfortable and provides more stress for you i think you need to do what's best for you and if that's just, you know, making an appearance, eating with the family and then leaving, then you got to do what's best for you. I love that. Yeah. I mean, because regardless, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that's something my family does, too. We kind of get together mm-hmm. a lot earlier. We're all kind of helping. We're cooking. Even if there's virtually nothing wrong or virtually nothing triggering mm-hmm. about these conversations or, you know, just this environment that you're in with your family that could just be really draining on your energy, right? Like an all day, you know, whole affair, right? With these people, with your friends or family. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, a big shout out to like my introverted extroverts or my introverts in general, you know, I think there's, yeah, definitely like a hard line. If you start feeling like, okay, like, 
I've been here, I've, I've showed up and I've enjoyed this moment, but I want to get going before, you know, I start to feel really mm-hmm. overwhelmed or I start to feel super drained. And then I'm, you know, really not contributing to the conversation or my energy is kind of just not contributing to this environment any longer. Yeah. That's such a good tip to just remember, you know, that you have the right and choice again, like tip number one, you have the right and choice to decide whether or not you would like to go or if it's good for you to go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have the right to make that call as well. If it's, you know, if you just feel tapped out, that's absolutely a choice that you can make, right? And so, yeah, thank you for sharing that. I think that's a great one to keep in mind. And so, although, I mean, we could have probably chatted about this for a really long time, um, but I think <laughs> overall, these are just some really good little gentle reminders to kind of just, you know, head into the holidays with this season. Um, and so on that note, we're also going to do a little guided meditation. And this could be maybe another tool resource, right? Maybe you are feeling overwhelmed before you go, or maybe my, you know, introverts or people that kind of feel tapped out before the party's over. Once they get back <laughs> into their space, if they need a little bit of a recharge, uh, this could be a good tool for your back pocket, right? And so we're gonna do um, a little gratitude guided meditation. I thought also kind of appropriate, right? It's Thanksgiving coming up and thankfulness and being grateful. And so if you are available right now to take on this meditation, I encourage you to just get into a comfortable seated position. Maybe you wanna lay down. Maybe you even wanna stand up. Do whatever feels right for you. I want you just to start feeling very grounded with wherever you're at. Maybe it's grounded through your feet on the floor, your legs and hips in your seat, your back as you're laying on the floor. I want you just to start taking deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. start to really pay attention to your breath. As you're breathing deeply in and out, I want you to start taking mindful breaths. As you breathe in deeply, start to visualize something you are grateful for. It could be something small. It could be something big. Whatever it is, with every inhale, grow into that gratitude. You can even start to name or think of different things you're grateful for on your inhales or you can choose to just focus on that one thing. Every exhale, just sink deeper into this feeling, into this moment. Imagine with every inhale, you are growing into that gratitude And every exhale, you're sending your gratitude out into the world. If 
your mind begins to wander to other things, you can simply observe these thoughts. Don't judge them. Just bring your attention back to your breath and those things that you're grateful for. Remember, the only thing that's important right now is this feeling of gratefulness and the sense of calm that you're bringing in with every breath. Notice the feeling of happiness that comes from thinking about these things you're grateful for. Grow that happiness with every breath in and every breath out. Take a few more deep breaths in and out, really growing that sense of happiness and calm. next inhale take a deep breath in and hold for a moment before you exhale repeat this deep breath in and hold before you exhale one last big breath in as big as you can and sigh on your exhale. Really release that energy. And you can slowly go back to your normal breathing. Start to wake your body up slowly, whatever feels comfortable, if it's wiggling around, taking a stretch, adjusting in your seats. And we just invite you, even though this meditation may be done, to just carry that feeling of that gratitude with you, right? And that happiness. And just remember that taking time for yourself is super important. This is a really stressful time of year in general for so many reasons. And so, yeah, just don't forget that you always have those little tools in your back pocket to just kind of be there in that moment with yourself and bring yourself that sense of calm if you need it. Yeah, and I feel like breathing is something that we do every day, but if you really focus on the breathing part and really, you know, breathe from your abdomen, you can see a difference on how we breathe every day yeah. and how when we spend the time to like actually focus mm -hmm. on it, how different it feels. Huge difference. So we will provide resources below and we also encourage you to go back and listen to our episode about trauma in the holidays. If you want more tips for handling triggers during the holiday season, Lastly, just remember you have the right to take care of yourself in whatever way is necessary for you to enjoy and to get through the holiday season. Thanks for listening in today. Hopefully you can utilize and share this information. We hope you will join us for our next conversation.